Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. In Matthew 27, verses 45 to 54, it's pretty long. There's some weird words I have to try to pronounce, so stay with me. But it says this. This is the New Living Translation. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook Rocks split apart and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. (laughs) They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went out into the holy city of Jerusalem and appeared to many people. Freaky. That would have been freaky, eh? The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. And they said, this Man truly was the Son of God. And that is the scripture, that last sentence I cannot get past. The, this man truly was the Son of God. And I just, I just don't want to live my life and get to the end and go, surely he was the Son of God. Like, I just don't. I, I, I want to make it count. I want to live with the the understanding of who he is and what he did and what does that mean for us and what does it mean for people around us. I don't want to get to that moment and go, oh, surely he was the son of God. I want to um, just talk about, I'm a bit of a sharer. I'm sorry about that. I always share stuff about my life, but that's what he tells me to do, so I have to be obedient. Um, I want to share with you some things that I have learnt. So I want to share with you what the cross represents to me, what, the, what power is available to me, and that means us as well, obviously, and what does life look like when we live in that power? I just, first of all, <laughs> what does the cross represent to me? How can you even answer that? How do you even, ugh, I, everything, <laughs> my answer, everything, <laughs> if I was a kid in class, everything. I don't know if that, you know, it it just means everything to me. And one of the main things that it means to me is freedom. You know, I just shared with you a bit about my testimony. It it means freedom to me, not being stuck and, and just living this incredible life, knowing that there was a God who sent his son so that we could be friends with him, that we could not just be friends, but we could be so closely intimate and and just partnering in life together. That's just the most beautiful thing. I want to share with you 
the first thing for me, free from sin. Oh, free from sin. <laughs> My goodness. You know, in Romans 6, verse 16 to 18, it says, don't you realize that you become... Um, don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves or servants of righteous living. You know, when I was... Um, younger and I didn't know Jesus, I was so, like I look back and I was so judgmental and I was so harsh all the time. I remember offending my friends all the time. Like I just remember thinking, if that wouldn't offend me, like why should it offend you? I remember having that exact attitude. If they said, do I look fat in this? I'd be like, yeah, maybe you could get something better or like I just thought, well, you asked me honestly. Like I was so blunt and so harsh and, and I was insecure and I was, you know, and you, and, you know, sometimes you just look back at, at where you've come from and you think, woo, how did I even have friends? How did I manage to get through life like that? Thank God for my friends that stuck by me. Oh, please forgive me if any time I've offended you. But I was, I was competitive because I was insecure. If anybody was remotely good at something that I sort of thought, well, that's my little thing that I'm good at. I was so threatened by that. I didn't really know how to react. And, and you know, we all have these things, but we just don't really ever talk about it. And it's so, I look at it and I think freedom, free of sin, you know, free of that thinking where you, you know, that's what the power of the cross means to me. Free from sin. Free from sickness. Like really, free from sickness. Pat, like you know how sometimes you can sit in church for so long and you hear stuff like that? Do you know that some of us didn't even clap about that? Oh yeah, heart rate went down. Woo. Oh, someone got healed of cancer. Woo. You know there's something going on if you're sitting in church and somebody is being healed of cancer or their cholesterol is dropping immediately or somebody feels something in someone's tummy move or when they're praying for healing and we sit in the seats and go, woo. I don't want to waste my life. I want to, be, I want to have the true awareness. Surely he's the son of God. Surely he's the son of God. When stuff like that goes down, do you think that an unsaved person's going to walk in and hear that and go, woo? They're going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> Hang on, what? Hang on, wait a minute. It just went down immediately. Hang on, like, so he, so he heal, like he actually heals the sick. Hang on, so I can actually believe and pray for healing and, and he heals the sick? But we've been in church for so long. Heals the sick. Surely he is the son of God. Sorry, I'm getting passionate now. Deal with it. I've got the microphone. Don't you hate when people say that? I hate it when people say that. But I'm saying it. Free from, oh, I wanted to tell you about that. I nearly missed it. So I remember I was in church. I don't even know how old I was. It was a few years ago now. And there was a guest preacher. And he stood up the front and he said, Oh, no, no, okay, I have to backtrack, I have to backtrack. So I, was, uh, I had tummy issues and I would eat certain things and my tummy would like swell right up like crazy embarrassing and I would get like horrible pains and 
other things, like it was just horrible. And, um, and I re- remember one night, it was so bad, I just left some friend's house in Sydney, and Luke will remember this, I was in the passenger seat of the car, he was driving home from Sydney, and the pain was so bad, and I had my legs up on the dashboard, as you do, and I'm going, oh, God, like, I don't know what I'd eaten, maybe pizza or something, and I was like, oh, and I just said, God, help me. I just remember saying that. He's like, do you remember that, boy? I just went, God, help me. Like, it was just so horrible. And I had dealt with that for a long time, just eating things that just didn't sit right with me. And then the guest preacher came to church that week. And he's up the front. He's like, I don't know, like, there's somebody here. You know how they do that? <laughs> and you're like, what is it? Is it me? And, and, and he's like, okay, someone's here. Well, does anyone else do that? Or is it just me? I do. Or they're like, I've got a word for someone. Is it me? So exciting. Anyway, and I'm like, he's, you know, um, there's somebody here and they've got like something, there's like something going on in their stomach and they're just getting pain. And I was just like, bam, I just like ran up the front. I knew, I was like, I don't even care if someone, I'm getting there, you know, like, you know, fighting someone, you got a tummy problem too, I'm getting there. Anyway, and I ran to the front. <laughs> Yours isn't that bad, no, no, come, Jesus can heal everyone. But I, I went to the front and he prayed for me. I'm not kidding, I was completely healed in that moment. Now you're catching on, guys. How awesome is that? He's so amazing. I wanted to tell you that because I want to tell you why these things mean so much to me because I've experienced them. They're real. You know, when you experience something, someone can't say, no, no, you didn't. Uh, Yeah, I did. See ya. You know, (laughs) whatever. Free from the enemy. Oh, free from the enemy. I don't like to talk about him much. If you know me, I really don't like to give him much credit at all. I, la, 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 I really don't, do I? Like, I just, anyway, we well, yeah, I know he's real. And, anyway, but Luke 10, 19, it says, look, this is Jesus. This was the red letters. So this was Jesus saying this himself. Look, I have given you authority over all, all the power of the enemy. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk among snakes and scorpions. Don't try that. It's being symbolism. I looked it up like it's symbolic. But you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. That, you know, when you read the Bible, like I've read it, you know, a couple of times. But you, and then there's a moment in your life and you read something and you go, what? All power over the enemy? Kidding me? Like... We wouldn't fear anything, would we? Like, we wouldn't be freaking out if we had that revelation. I've got authority over all powers of the enemy. Surely he is the son of God and he is with me. Crazy. Do you know, when I first got married, I'm telling you another story because I want to show you that this stuff is real. When we first got married, (laughs) poor boy, I just keep like going back to you tonight. That's cool. But when when we first got married, I would have these crazy nightmares, like crazy. And there was always someone trying to get me. Oh, yeah. You're pinnacle in this. You ready? And no, it wasn't Pastor Julie trying to get me. That sounded really bad. And, but, but I'm having these nightmares. My pastor's like, no, no, it wasn't Pastor Julie. But seriously, <laughs> there, was, there was someone always trying to get me. There was someone always trying to hurt me. It was gripping me with fear. I would actually wake up. This is 
true story, I would wake up in the night numerous times every week and I would wake up so gripped with fear and so distressed that Luke eventually, he got used to it, I think, and he would just, it's all right, he calls me Tootsie, he goes, it's all right, Tootsie, it's fine, I'm here and he prayed for me and I would like, you know, and then I'd go back to sleep. It was so full on, like what a rip off. I love my sleep, like how dare he, do you know what I mean? Like how dare he? Like we are children of God and like we've got all of all authority over and anyway so I went to Pastor Julie who wasn't chasing me she was awesome and I said I'm having like crazy nightmares like I have had enough and we prayed together and bam I hardly even dream anymore that bit sucks but they are completely (laughs) took away all my (laughs) what no but like I don't I have not isn't I have not had a nightmare or anything like that since and to you guys that might go oh yeah great but that was that was something that was really horrible in my life. It was happening on a regular occasion. It was horrible. And, you know, I'm being super honest. Always am. But um, last time I preached at church, um, I got this crazy, like, crazy anxiety. And I've never suffered from anxiety in my life. And I felt like, well, I knew, because, like, I really felt God telling me that it was a spiritual attack. And I don't like talking about this stuff, but it was. And I would, every time I'd think about getting up on this stage and preaching, it was just there and it was on my chest and I was just like, couldn't breathe properly and, and I, you know, it's all right. And, and I would just, by faith, I remembered just stand. And I remember hearing that voice inside, just that quiet, you know, that quiet voice, just, just stand, Candy, just, you've got this, just stand just stand. And I remember I just had to choose. I'm freaking out right now. I'm going to do this. And I could have called Pastor Phil and Julie and said, I can't do it. Like, and I think that that's really what the aim was. But I was like, I'm going to stand even if I can't breathe properly. Hopefully I can breathe on the night so I can get my words out. But do you know what? I stood and by faith, I just kept saying, do you know what, Jesus, you are with me. You are for me. I am going to preach the gospel and I am going to do what you've called me to do. And we are going to do this together. You know, and, and do you know what? He, he did. He came through and the moment, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, the moment I stepped onto this stage, however many, I think it was at the end of last year, it went instantly and it's never, ever been back. And I was like, set free from the enemy. Little sucker. Free from our old self. This is massive. Free from, isn't it? Free from our old self. Romans 6.6, we know that our old sinful nature Sinful selves, sorry, were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. I used to have this thinking that because um, I was um, bullied, not nowhere near compared to some people, but, you know, your moment affects you, how it affects you. And, and I, I was bullied at school and I remember it was from when I became a Christian and they would stick pictures up all over the walls about me. I remember going to the toilet and there was like, nasty things written on the back of the toilet about me and I remember seeing like <laughs> this was a good one I remember sitting down at my high school desk and they there was like this stick figure and it had like every single floor that I had like like you know like those cartoon things where they like emphasize everything so I had like these crazy elf ears and like duck feet and I had like hairy arms and I'm like well I know who that is great 
Good one. Thanks for that. Anyway, but they just would go to town because they hated that I was a Christian, that I was telling people about Jesus. And, and, and from that moment, from being bullied, I left high school and I actually always just carried around, nobody likes me. And it was about five years, I reckon, even outside of high school. And Luke said to me one day, why do you do that? And I said, what? And he said, every time, you, even if you've just met someone for the first time, you will walk away and instantly assume they don't like me. Because I just carried this rejection, this, everyone was picking on me at school, they would exclude me from things, they would exclude me from parties, and I didn't notice, it just got in. And so I'd walk around, nobody likes me, and I was so insecure, and it was horrible. It was horrible, always just never knowing where I fit, and free from our old selves, that is something that it sounds so tiny to some people, but when I look at the cross, I see these things, I see it all, I see set free from sickness, I see my tummy, I see being set free from sin and, and getting rid of like weird thinking and, and I see him there and I see that I'm set free from myself of these things that baggage that's been put on us in our lives and he, and he takes us on a journey and he, he gets us through it, you know? I said to Boyd, now I have a thinking of like, well, if people don't like me, that's their loss because like I could be a really cool friend. Boyd's like, I don't think you should say that from the stage. I'm like, I'm saying it. Because, you know, you've got to back yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, I, you know, you get to a point where you're so insecure and, and then all of a sudden Jesus takes you on these journeys like, you know, Candy, I love you. And you're like, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, you know? And you back yourself. Whatever. Free from our old self. I love that. The cross, when I look at it, it represented the moment that I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 16 years old at a Youth Alive rally. I remember it as clear as day. It was like my hand just had a mind of its own. It just went up. I was like, me. <laughs> and it just represented like all I can describe it as, you've probably heard me say it before, was I felt like in that exact moment, I knew where I'd come from, where I am now, and where I'm going. It was like my past, present, and future, just bam. Everything just made sense. Everything just came together. It was just, wing. <laughs> there he is. There it is. That's it. It's what I've been searching for. It's what I've been waiting for. It's what I was missing and I didn't even know. And I, and I wrote down, this is what else it means to me. It's a letting go it's a grabbing hold of, and it's a reaching out. The power of the cross, it's a letting go of stuff. You've got to let go of stuff, guys. You've got to, don't keep holding on to things that are going to drag you down. It's not worth it. Go for it. Grab on, let it go, grab on to him, and reach out and see where he's going to take you. It's the most incredible journey of my life. 17 years coming, and I just, I would never, I just, I don't even want to look back. I just think, nah, this is me now. <laughs> this is it. This is everything to me. What power is available to me? Do you know what? It's the power to do life differently. It's the power to do life differently. That's when I think about it. In this Bible, it says, the way that seems right to a man, but it ends in death. We see the way the world thinks everything needs to be done. And I think when you've been with Jesus and you start to allow him to minister to your life, you realize... I don't think that's really going to end in fulfillment for me. You know, it seems right, but you know when um, superheroes become aware of their power, like I'm thinking of Spider-Man, 
and, and he, he becomes aware that he's got the web and he's like, hmm, and he starts to like take some risks. Like, why don't I just throw myself off a building and see if this web will catch me? <laughs> Crazy. But I feel like that's what it is. Like when we accept this power to do life differently, we do things differently. We actually start to take risks. We start to think differently. We start to see differently. We start to step out in things that you would never step out in before. I love that. I love that so much. More love, more wisdom, more passion, more compassion, more patience. There's so much that this cross represents to me. There's so much. And do you know what? I'm almost finished. I just want to tell you that there's Jesus cares so much about the little things and the big things. So much. And when I said just then more wisdom, I ask for wisdom all the time. And I pray that over my girls all the time, that God would give them wisdom. And it says in Colossians 2, 3, it says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And do you know what? I'm not kidding. I can say this because I love it because it gives him all glory. But I know that I wouldn't be the teacher, the primary school teacher that I am without him. The strategies and the... The ideas that he has given me for the classroom are just from heaven. There's one for the NAPLAN, which is a big test now. The old, used to call it the basic skills test, and teaching them how to write persuasions. I remember one day, I was brand new on year three, and I'm freaking out. And I was thinking, this is pressure because the results are going to like uh, be on me. And I remember driving in the car and saying, Jesus, I know that you can help me with this. You've got all wisdom. Can you give me a strategy to teach my class the best I can how to write a persuasion? And he gave me an acrostic, bam, hips, heading, intro, point, summary. It doesn't mean anything to you, but it means something to me. And when I taught my class that, they were like, oh, and we'd stand up the front, we'd do our hips. And, and then on the day of that NAPLAN, I remember walking past and seeing them write hips down the side and they were ticking off done my heading, I've done my introduction, I've done, any teachers here, they're going to copy, I should copyright that, anyway, and we got amazing results, and I just remember saying, all oh, glory, there is no way I could have thought of that, I asked him, and he helped me out, when Miller was a tiny little baby, she was crying, just before bed, she was really unsettled, and I'd done everything, and I thought, what, what is this, again, Jesus, give me wisdom, what, what is it that Miller needs right now? What does she what does she need? What is she crying out for? Quiet little voice. Just give her some more water before she goes to bed. Give her some water. Sleeps right through the night night at a really early age. He cares so much. There's so much. There's so much that he has for us. Surely he is the son of God. He cares so much for you. He cares so much about helping you in your everyday life. There's power available to you that helps you to do life differently. We don't have to go to church on a Sunday, do work, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Life doesn't have to be mundane. It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to be boring. When we access this power, when we go, you know what, surely you are the son of God. I'm going to stand in that revelation. I'm going to call out to you, Jesus. I know you care about everything that I'm going through. I know you've got more love. I know you've got more patience. I know you've got more wisdom for me. I know you've got everything, forgiveness, healing. You've got everything, freedom. The moment that we actually take that in and walk it out, don't just be aware of it. Don't just have a, a knowing of it. Live in it. We've got to live in it. 
you know, sometimes I think, (laughs) what does life look like? What does it look like when we live in a power like that? It looks like John 10.10, I reckon, a life to the full, a life of freedom, a life lived differently and a life with intention. Um, Why does someone like Pastor Phil pay for someone's coffee? Why does someone like Trish want to make sure that the man who accidentally caused them to lose their baby, what what does she want to make sure he's all right? Where does that come from? That is so against what the world would do, isn't it? Where does that come from? It's, It's Jesus, it's love. It's the power to do life completely differently to how everybody thinks it should be lived. He just turns it upside down. He's so incredible. Does anybody actually struggle to live like this on a daily basis? No, you're all amazing. No, yeah, I know, I do too. But I want to, and that's what I mean. Like, I want to live in this power. I want to live every day. Surely He is the Son of God. I have this power that is there. He is for me. He has so much for me. And do you know what? I'll be really quick, but in Mark, um, the book of Mark, they were talking about how Jesus feeds the um, 5,000 and more with, like, five loaves and two fish, and it's this crazy miracle If you don't know that story, look it up. It's in Mark. It's incredible. Chapter 6. And do you know, it says, Mark 6.45, immediately after this, immediately after this, it then goes on to say how the disciples went into the boat and there was rough seas and they were struggling and Jesus came walking to them on the water. And it says here, I love this, Mark 6, 51, 52. Then he, Jesus, climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. Hang on, you just saw five loaves and two fish feed like how many people were there. Immediately after this, They were terrified and amazed that he came walking to them on water. Isn't it comforting to know that even the disciples struggled to get this? (laughs) Even the disciples that were with him struggled to get this. And do you know what? How do we stop? How do we get to a point where we can remind each other and remind ourselves, surely he is the son of God. The power of the cross is for me. It's for others. It's to live differently. It's to make a difference in this world. How do we remind ourselves of that? And I just want to give you two little sentences. Psalms 145 verse 4. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Let's talk about God's goodness all the time. Let's talk about it. Who cares if we sound like weirdos? I mean, there's a way to say it that sounds weird. Don't go that way. But do you know what? There's a way to talk about God's goodness. I remember so many, many, there was probably about six of my girlfriends that got saved in high school, not because I was preaching at them, not because I was telling them to repent, because I would honestly just share how cool God had been in my life and the little experiences that He'd shown me. That's all I did. And they were one by one, they were just getting saved, just giving their heart to Jesus. Just, can you tell me more about that? And I think I'm going to come to church with you. And it was incredible. Let's talk about the goodness of God. And number two, share your testimony. I'm so passionate about this. I feel like Christians don't share their testimony very much anymore because we feel like we're boasting or something. Like, oh no, I can't talk about how good God is in my life because it's almost like I'm sounding like I'm his favourite or (sighs) 
tell everybody. You tell everybody. Do you know that in Revelation 12, 11, it says, and they defeated him, meaning butt-faced enemy. They defeated him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. We have to share our testimony with people. We've got to. Don't keep it to yourself. And if you think, oh, you don't understand. We don't have a testimony. Like we were brought up in a Christian home our whole life. Awesome. Tell them that. That's so cool. Don't ever think that your testimony isn't important. Don't ever think that your testimony isn't significant. The fact that God has walked by you guys that have been brought up into Christian homes your whole life is so incredible. You would have so many stories of the way that He walked beside you in your childhood, how He comforted you when you were sick, when He, like it's so incredible. We have to share our testimony. We have to. We've got to tell people about the power of the cross. We've got to tell Him who He is. Surely He is the Son of God. If you've got, I know that so many people here would have an experience that you've, you've had, you've, you've been, you've seen, you've felt, you've touched. Don't keep it to yourself. Can I encourage you this Easter? Just if an opportunity, do you know, I actually pray for opportunities because I'm a little bit shy with that stuff. Like I don't like, oh, by the way, did you know? Like I can't do that. But I pray for opportunities and then like, you know, there's been a couple of times I'll pray and then there's like a little lady in a chemist crying and I'm like, bam, there's my opportunity. Hey, like, are you okay? Like, what's your name? I'm Candice. Like, do you mind if I pray for you? Like, of course I'm like crapping myself. Like, I'm scared too. We're all scared. Except for Pastor Phil, he's amazing. But like, and <laughs> Pastor Julie. But like, I get so scared. I'm just like, mm. but just do it. Just love on people this Easter. Ask for opportunities. Don't keep it to yourself. Surely He is the Son of God. Surely He has so much for them. He wants to set them free from sin, from sickness, from the enemy, from themselves. He wants to so bad. And we have the answer. Don't, please don't keep it to yourself. He's so incredible. He's so, I just love Him so much. I love Him so much. What an absolute privilege and honour to help people see or for them to get to that place in their life where they stand like the centurion at the foot of the cross and say, surely he is the Son of God. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.